0: good day everybody welcome back vulnerability leads to victory season four aka this is the women's empowerment women's leadership this is the the season where i say The revolution will be podcasted. Um, And so we are back with another wonderful episode, Um, one that I have been so excited to record specifically this episode. As you all know, I always say I have been truly blessed to be able to engage with some wonderful individuals, and I'm always excited that you all get to hear from them as well. So this week, we have another phenomenal, fantastic, uh, superb, expialidocious individual coming to you that I know is going to bring some fire in today's episode. Um, And so this individual is someone who I actually found out about through a daily devotional I was reading and listening to one day. And so this individual is an international speaker, preacher, author, and currently the head of global faith-based partnerships at Meta, uh, previously known as Facebook. And so they've held executive leadership roles, Um, they've been able to be named one of Essence Magazine's under 40 women to watch um, and Florida Trend Magazine's uh under Florida's 30-something All-Stars. And so they currently hail from the Sunshine State, Florida. Um, I bring to the Vulnerability Victory family none other than the one and only no. Mrs. Mrs. Jones! Nona, how are you today? I am doing
1: great. I was expecting for the, the Rocky theme song to strike up. I like I've, i heard the the horns in my head like I heard it, man. Best intro ever. Yeah. Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I always say I gotta, I got to bring the fire from the beginning <laughs> that way. It hypes each guest to to be able to get into yes. the topic of the day, which is always vulnerability because, as I always say, it's a taboo topic. Yeah. Even though it's important, there's been people like the Brene Browns and others that have talked about it. It still seems like a taboo topic. So I want to make sure I bring... The fire to uh, each episode, yeah. um, so that way others do as well. Awesome. Uh, so normally this will be the part where I'm like, "Oh, this is how I know this person. We've connected. Here goes all the stories, everything like that." I'm gonna be real with you all. I connected, as I said already, uh, with Nona. I saw her on um, a version, like uh, devotional that I was looking through, and then. Uh, I just happened to really see that one day my sister-in-law... had a comment on one of Nona's posts and I was like, oh my goodness, this is divine intervention <laughs> yeah. right here. Um and so I've been able to, you know, kind of see you speak a couple times and connect with you that way. But really I the cool thing about this is is that um I don't know a lot about you than what a lot of other people know from following you on social media, looking you up online. And so um I always tell the guests that I never know what anybody's going to talk about uh, with each episode. In this case, I really don't know because uh, we have a close connection. But other than that, um, that is really about it. And so with that, kind of the first question really out the gate is like, why say yes to a podcast talking about vulnerability?
1: Well, I mean, for me, vulnerability has, and I love the the name of the podcast about vulnerability leads to victory because vulnerability has been the key to my victory um, over childhood dysfunction and abuse, um, shame, a lot of things from my past that I would have preferred to keep hidden. I would have preferred to, you know, act like everything's okay, but I've discovered That as I've been transparent, as I've been vulnerable and sharing it, that I've reclaimed um, some power over um, over the pain of my past. So that's why I agreed to do it, because when I saw the theme, I realized that it was aligned with my personal my personal goals.
0: All righty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Mom, Bill, a Victor, it's a um, a kind of phrase that my wife and I uh came up with after we had some experiences um with uh, you know trying to start a family and it was something one day that just hit me and so it is something that we live out it is we like to say it is our battle cry for our life our marriage our family and everything and so I'm, I'm glad to have you here and really I'm excited to to hear your story so when when I talk about um Vulnerabilities of victory. And even kind of when I started this podcast, uh, the definition that I really, in framework that I really come from has been the being in a state where you allow yourself to just experience kind of whatever you're going through, whether that's emotionally, physically, spiritually, uh, mentally, like just allowing yourself to be there uh, before you move into that that processing stage and kind of next steps. And so um, that is my kind of framework. But for you, Nona, like what is, what comes to mind when you think of vulnerability? Like what's a framework or a definition of words that you would put to um, that phrase?
1: I think vulnerability is fundamentally honesty. And we tend to spend so much of our life Living behind a mask of artificiality, really trying to uh, project an image in the world. I think of it often as how we show up on social media. You know, um, we often curate the way that we appear to others. So we'll we'll share the day that we got the new car. We'll share the day we got the promotion. We share the day we got engaged. But we don't share the day the car got repossessed. We don't share the day mm. we got fired. We don't share the day that our fiance left us. you know, we, we we only share the highlight reel. And so I think vulnerability is fundamentally just honesty, honesty with the um the multiple dimensions of our existence. Everything isn't, you know, lollipops and cotton candy in life. Um and so uh, vulnerability is really just the willingness to say, you know what? there's also some, some, some challenge. There's some darkness, there's some discouragement and some disappointment in life and um, being honest about that.
0: No, I can definitely agree with that a hundred percent. I think like you say, the sharing um, aspect, you know, it it's funny because I I've talked to people and say we vulnerability is not even just sharing the, the, negative stuff i think there's a fear for people to share as you say when the car got repossessed when jobs are lost and everything um and we but we share the car but sometimes i don't even think we share maybe even a testimony about how we even got to the point of getting that so Mm -hmm. what i what i in other words what i've said to other folks is we don't even share that that happy moment of like it's not only did we just get the car but Here's what I went through to get to that point mm-hmm. of getting the car. Here's what I've gone through to get to the job. Those that that leads to the exciting stuff as well, and so, um, but also it does incorporate, as you said, those multiple dimensions of mm-hmm. our identity. I I really like that um, that phrasing of you know how you said honesty with uh with the multiple dimensions of our identity because social media and just um, as we will talk about later, this uh, with talking about your 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 book, um, killing comparison that we we see that, and I think <laughs> that comparison piece it, it stops us from our vulnerability um, sometimes. Mm. But but yeah, no, that definitely is is a good framework that I'm excited to to hear more about as we uh, continue along with today's episode. So let's take a quick break. And when I say quick, I mean you can go run to the kitchen, grab a snack. You can stop to tie your shoe if you're out running right now, whatever you need to do. But come right back. You hear me? Alrighty, we are back. We're going to get into the heart of today's episode, or what I like to see is the heart of each and every episode. It is the vulnerability leads to victory story. This is where each guest um, has the opportunity to kind of tell us about um, an experience or experiences or just something that they've gone through where they had to be vulnerable and a lesson that came from it. But as you all know, as I always say, um, victory is not about the rah-rah and the highlight reel and everything like that. It's really about the growth process at the end of the day. That truly is the victory and the vulnerability process Mm -hmm. is that growth. So, Nona, take it away. What's your vulnerability leads a victory story?
1: Well, um, so for people who who I I don't know, which I'm sure is many, um, I have been very, very blessed in my life. So right now, I have a leadership role at the world's largest social technology company. My husband and I we pastor a church together. Um, I have a very you know thriving itinerant ministry. I get to travel all over the country and the world preaching the gospel. Um, I also am an author. You know, Killing Comparison is my new book. Um, I've been just very very blessed. And back in 2020, I had an experience that forced me to confront myself in a way that if you would have, um, asked me to, you know, a year prior to that, I would have said, this is a waste of time. But what happened was, um, 2020 was going to be an amazing year for me. I had two books coming out. I was preaching all over the U S all over the world. And, um, of course, you know, COVID-19 happened and like every other speaker on earth, you know, my speaking engagements got canceled because events got canceled. And one morning, I was logging on to um, Instagram. I was going to just respond to comments from people. And I was logging on to Instagram. And uh, I happened to catch a glimpse of my news feed. And a friend of mine had made a post where she was basically sharing the exciting news that she was speaking at this huge virtual women's conference. Um, it was a conference that I normally met in person, but it had went online due to the pandemic. And I saw the post and I was like, oh, OK, cool. Well, I scrolled down a little bit more and another friend of mine was sharing the exciting news that she was speaking at this women's conference. I was like, okay. And I scrolled down a little bit more and another friend was sharing the exciting news. She was speaking at this conference and it, it just went on and on and on to the point where, I mean, I don't follow that many people, but it went on to the point where I was like, man, I know all of the speakers and I know the host. Why wasn't I invited? Like that, that was, that was the question that started to percolate in my spirit. It's like, well, why wasn't I invited? You know, Why? Why was I overlooked? Why was I not good enough? You know, why didn't I measure up? And in the midst of asking all of those why questions, you know, I'm a person of faith, I'm a person of prayer. I I heard the Holy Spirit ask me a different why question, which was, "Nona, why does it matter?" And I had never considered that question before. Whenever um, I would be triggered from being left out or you know, not getting a position or something like that. I would just kind of dissolve into these questions of why wasn't I good enough. And so when the question, "Why does it matter?" was posed, um I was forced to really look at myself. and the only answer I could come up with was, well, it matters because there's this huge event that's happening, and I won't, you know, be speaking at it. And the Holy Spirit was like, so do you only think you have as much value as your speaking engagements? And I was like, well, no, like, you know, I know what scripture says that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I know, you know, that before I was formed in the womb that you knew me and, you know, called me and all this, like I was spouting out all these scriptures I had memorized and positive affirmations. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, Nona, your problem is not what you know in your head. Your problem is what you believe in your heart. And it's what you believe in your heart that has made you insecure. Now, again, if somebody would have come to me like a year before this happened and asked me, Nona, are you insecure? I would have said, absolutely not. Like, look at all I have. Look at all I've done. Mm. But what I realized in that moment is you can have everything you've ever dreamed of. You can be the most powerful, wealthy, handsome, beautiful, well-known person on earth. And you can still be insecure because insecurity... Is not a function of what you have. Insecurity is a function of what your identity is secured to, and it's often comparison that will surface our insecurity, because the area where we're insecure, comparison will trigger us to say, "Why, you know, why her not me? Um, why, why him not me? Why am I not good enough? Why was I left out?" And so, uh, in that moment, I had to be extremely vulnerable, vulnerable enough to allow the Holy Spirit to begin, you know searching my heart and what was in me. And what I learned, and I think this is important for anyone who's who's been struggling with feeling like you don't measure up, is that oftentimes, our identity is secured to an insecure foundation, which is something that is subject to evaluation by another person. Like, for example, mm-hmm. some of us have secured our identity to our academic credentials. Like, you know, we feel so special because we got a degree from a certain college. But the problem is not all colleges and universities are created equally. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a double graduate from the University of Florida, and that's great. But guess what? That doesn't get as many oohs and ahs as being a graduate of Yale, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. So you end up on this hamster wheel of constantly trying to make yourself better in comparison to somebody else. Um, And yeah, I think the, the vulnerability side of it, it enabled me to get victory because by exploring that whole dynamic, I was able to pinpoint the fact that there were words spoken over me as a child that led me to the false conclusion that I only had value to the degree of which people approved of me, to the degree mm-hmm. that I was included, to the degree that I was wanted. And part of that was my mother told me she didn't want me. She told me she didn't want mm. me, wish she never had me. And so it created um, an identity wound where I felt like I did not matter and I didn't have value. And no matter what I achieved, no matter what I accumulated, there was a deficit on the inside of me that it really compelled me to compare myself with other people. So the whole point of the book, Killing Comparison, is really teaching people how to neutralize toxic comparison so that you can get beyond the lie that you're not good enough and really stand confident in who God made you to be without comparison to anybody else. So that's, that's my vulnerability journey. Um, and there's so many more, there's so much more I could say, but as it relates to killing comparison, that's really where it, where it came from.
0: No, whew, that's good. Y'all might have to stop, go back, listen to that again. I know I, I will. And I'm the one sitting here <laughs> uh, from the start, but I, I think one of the, the, there's a couple of key things I just want to touch on is I think one of the things is really that as you talk about the the initial comparison piece is you you're going through your social media feed, you start to think about seeing other people and, and kind of what does that mean yeah. for you, and you start to think you you've built up this brand, you've built up this image, and now it's kind of of like wait, it, am am I not that anymore, yeah. and yeah. it's in reality like you are everything you've built yeah. up. But it's in the end of the day, it really is. You have to begin to think about, okay, what does this mean in God's eyes? You know, my wife and I were having this conversation recently where I said I felt like I was being a bad father, a bad husband, a bad son, like everything like that. And I really had to sit back and I said to her, what I realized is What does God see me? Yeah, Like, what is, what is, how does God want me to be a husband, a father, a son, a brother in this season right now? Because it might be where everybody else is doing everything else, like all these great things, but that I feel like all these great things, but really God is like, no, this is how you are serving me well right now. This is how you are helping people right now. So I think there's that aspect of it, which kind of leads to the second thought I had of really that I think vulnerability with God is one of the toughest things out there because even though he is the author of finish it, the creator, yeah. knows you breathe life into you. It's easily, you, it, I, I think uh, Francis Chan said it best uh, at a conference he just spoke at recently and said that like, if we took 10, 20, 30 seconds to truly acknowledge the God that we're talking to, like mm-hmm. how much better would our relationships be? With him and and I think that's where the vulnerability comes in as well as um it, it I think we begin to compare ourselves to other people yep. which affects our relationships with others affects our relationship with God and and so I like that concept of as you mentioned towards the end toxic comparison and we begin to just like re- relinquish that toxic comparison and say okay like let me be emotionally vulnerable with myself right now like where where am I at and what am I going through and where, like where do I truly stand in life right now? And I think we begin to realize we're so much better off than we think we are. And we're such on a a path for greatness that we don't even see all the steps that are in front of us.
1: So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. That's a good summer. Some summation. (laughs) Amen.
0: Amen. So, um, and before we really, I want to give you a, a few minutes to just talk about your book um, that is uh, that your new book, Killing Comparison. But what is really one tip, one key takeaway that you would give to the listeners when it comes to them facing their vulnerability journey?
1: I think part of what keeps us from facing our vulnerability journey is, is fear. Um, if we were honest and I do talk about this a bit in Killing Comparison, I think if we were honest with ourselves, um, things aren't as bad as they appear, but it's scary, it's scary. So for example, going back to when you said, man, you know, I feel like I'm failing as a father, I feel like I'm failing as a husband, um, because you have built the vulnerability muscle, you can admit that to yourself. But there are other people who know they're failing, but they don't want to admit mm-hmm. that. And so what they do is they create this image of, you know, I, I, it's not me. It's you. You're the problem. Um, and you end up alienating other people and your relationships suffer. And so I think um, you're going to have to be willing to, to embrace the fear that you're not as good as you may think you are. And just being willing mm-hmm. to own that. Um, I think one of the keys to neutralizing insecurity in your life it's being willing to own your flaws. Own it. Don't deny it, don't deflect, don't blame, don't explain away. Own it. When you're not living up to your own expectation of yourself, own it and change. When somebody brings it to your attention that, you know, hey, you're not you're not really doing a good job here. Own it and change. Um create a new future. And I think that's the benefit of of honesty.
0: Oh, yeah. Woo. I'll I'll say this way as you were talking it hit me like this we are many people are so in love with diamonds and I read and watched a video that uh jewelers can tell when a diamond is fake because it doesn't have enough flaws in it and I think the one thing that I, I say that to say of like if Uh, If the best diamonds are ones that do have the flaws in them still, the crack, the little things that you can only see under the microscope. Like we, I think if we begin to, as you say, own it and begin to, to embrace it, then I think that we will become better that way. Because ultimately, like if we can do it with diamonds we can say like, Oh man, this is such a precious thing. How much more precious can we see ourselves? If we begin to embrace who we are and where our cracks are um, in in us. Yes. So all righty. So as we wrap up, kind of uh talk to us about, you know, uh the projects you're working on. We talk about, you know, killing comparison is your latest book. Um, but just what are you working on and, and uh, are there any final words that you have for our listeners today?
1: Yeah I mean killing comparison is the the big project um and and really my goal with this is is to try to catalyze a movement of vulnerability where people are willing um, to admit you know I I've been comparing myself to other people and and part of the reason why I feel like I'm not good enough is because I'm looking over the proverbial fence that is Instagram at somebody else's life um, and when I compare mine to it it just feels like I'm not measuring up I'm really trying to get people to be honest because I believe that there is a version of life where we have peace where we have assurance we have confidence um, where we have love for ourself and the unique purpose God's placed within us but we'll never experience it as long as we remain bound to toxic comparison and the insecurity that it creates within us and so that's my big that's my big uh, effort right now and um, I would just encourage people to pick it up you can go to killingcomparison.com to learn more. Um, or of course, you can find me on social. Um, all my handles are the same at Nona, not Nora. That's on Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> YouTube, everywhere. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm working on right now.
0: All righty. We appreciate you being here um, today. I, I truly, I'm excited. I've, you know, ordered my copy of Killing Comparison to read it. Um, you know, I and I, so I would say to you all out there listening, Get your copy. We'll have the link for it um, in the episode description. If you haven't had a chance to hear, uh, you know, Nona speak before, anything, uh, do it. (laughs) If you haven't had a chance to read the book, grab it. Uh, YouTube, one of the greatest things out there right now. Find her on YouTube. Type Nona Jones. You will get some great messages out there to be able to do it. And so... Um, Thank you. I have been so excited to have this opportunity to interact with you. um, And I'm excited for the listeners uh, to hear this episode. It has truly been an honor and privilege to have you share your journey of vulnerability leads to victory um, with us today. And so any last words before we exit out of here?
1: Just thank you so much for having me and um, also for your ministry. God bless you. Amen. (laughs) Vulnerability leads to victory, everybody. Yes.
0: Well, all right, everybody, we come to the conclusion of another episode of Vulnerability Leads to Victory with your boy, Sean John. Man, this was such a powerful episode, Um, killer comparison. Um, It's time that we really begin to just take a look at the things that we are comparing ourselves to, the people we're comparing ourselves to, um, and really begin to understand uh, who it is that we really are. Um, How do we find our true identities? How do we truly begin to find out who we are and what it is that we were made to be? So um, definitely go out, pick up your copy of Killer Comparison. Um, There's a few messages out there um, that Nona has put out there on Killer Comparison. And so I would definitely suggest you go ahead and take a look into that. But you know how we gotta do. We always end each episode with (sighs) Exhale before you inhale Peace and blessings y'all One love